Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, today we are joined by Charlotte from the Prostitute Information Centre in Amsterdam. Hello, Charlotte. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Would you be able to just tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you found your way into the Information Centre um, and into sex work, please? Um, yeah, that's okay. Now, originally I, uh, I am a nurse and I worked in uh, nursing homes and hospitals, home care, psychiatric hospitals and you meet patients who are um, who don't have it, it can be very difficult for disabled people to have a relationship or sometimes even impossible but they do need intimacy and sex like everyone else so I felt sorry for these people so nurse you can't do anything for them you lose your job mm. and um, so when I read about agencies, we have I think about four in the Netherlands um, that mediate between clients with whatever type of special need and sex assistance as they call it. I thought uh, I think I like that. I, I'm gonna try it and I think I can do that and um, so that's what I did and at first it was sort of I thought well maybe if I have one client a week then I make a sort of nice money on the side to do nice things and but jet, uh, gradually it changed in on my working as a nurse being the side job when I got more and more clients and most of my clients are regulars and then I started working here at PIC through a colleague who also works at the agency so giving the information about the red light district and how it's organized and regulated and uh, the, the laws and the history and how it works in the windows and I thought yeah I'm telling all these people but what, what it's like but it would be better if I have the experience myself so that's what I also do so I work as an es sort of escort I visit the people at their home or their residence or nursing home where they live now I work here at the PIC and I work in Windows. Yeah. How did you identify there was a need for for sex in in your clients' lives when you were nursing? Was it something they expressed to you that they were looking for a service like that, or did you kind of just think, you know, this is what everyone needs? It is what everyone needs. And some people, for example, uh, people with uh, Alzheimer, express it through their behavior. Um, that's saying in a nice way that they grope you and yeah. touch people, make it make it clear that they want sex, because that, that's what Alzheimer also does. It's you don't really know what's appropriate anymore. Yeah. It's part of the disease. 
or people with uh, mental handicaps, people in a wheelchair, they, they tell you uh, or you notice by their behaviour. Yeah. Do you think that it should be a right for them to have access to safe sex within these sort of institutions? Because back home, this, w this is unheard of. They wouldn't be allowing sex workers into care homes so do you think that that's something that every sort of care facility should facilitate for their Yes, because uh, many times uh, when I've visited a client several times, uh, what I get back from the nursing staff is that the client is more relaxed and he is more at ease, which makes sense because this <laughs> it's gone. It's taken care of, mm. and um, they really benefit from it. So you see a change in behaviour then after? Yeah, yeah. And I also have a, a, a client with Alzheimer. He is ninety-five years old. Oh blimey! There's still lead in the pencil then at ninety-five. Exactly. And he um, he had lots of meets, and he started. Uh, hindering other women on the wards and, and the, the nursing staff and so there there was a problem because you can't have that and they thought well what, what can we do you can do basically two things you can give them medication to suppress it mm. and make them a sort of zombie oh, God. Um, but you can also give them what they need yeah. and so they they had a tea meeting and then they um, with his daughter and asked his daughter because she does his finances and his yeah. they need to agree. What, what do you think? And she said, well, okay, yeah. Uh, contact uh, the agency. Yeah. See how it works. And so I go there and when I go there, I say to them that he can do everything with me, but not to other women. Yeah. And he said, are you jealous? And I said, yes. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> and, and the nursing. <laughs> The nursing staff, when he when he when he misbehaves, they tell him, no, 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 that's for Charlotte. You can do that with Charlotte when she comes here. She comes every three weeks, and then and he is still clear enough to understand that. So it works. How great is that? And uh, he's happy. Yeah, yeah. You're helping people. Yeah. Mm. And why should that be a problem? No. Shouldn't be. <laughs> you shouldn't no. be. You're helping people. Yeah. You're making money. Everyone is over eighteen. Everyone consents to it. It's not horrible in any way. Yeah, that that's that's what I think. But still, um, yeah, in 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 many uh, in many uh, cities, and if the if you live in a nursing home which is of a Christian organisation. You have, oh, yeah. yeah. They won't, they won't allow that because to them everything is prostitution. And prostitution is always forced because voluntarily prostitution does not exist. Just um, accept or acknowledge the fact that sex work is work. It's it's a job, and people, uh, it's a job that people choose to do. Um, even wh whether you like it or not, whether your personal standards are n not like that, um, that, that's quite okay. But accept the facts or re respect, that would be a better word, 
respect the fact that I make that choice and um, you don't have to do it. It's quite, it's all right. But respect the fact that I made that choice to live the way I live. Like I want, I, I'm not telling other people how to live. So they don't tell, need to tell me how to live. And the thing is that with certain religions have this uh, idea that what they know is the truth. I'm right and you are wrong. And you said to us right. earlier as well that you believe that sex is a human right. Yeah. I prefer the word intimacy because I've also had clients who only wanted me to be in bed together. I didn't have to do anything. So, but just having someone, someone else's body, a human body close to you and being touched in a non-functional way because people with disabilities need help with dressing and washing because they're being touched, but it's functional and being touched in a loving way. That's what people need. And, and you notice the difference when, when, when people are, are lonely and there's, there's um, a, a skin hunger, I believe was the condition they called it during the lockdown. Oh, or touch starving. Yeah, yeah. Where people were just like missing touching other yeah. human beings, yeah. like even in like general ways, like hugging your family and, you know, high-fiving or holding hands or whatever. Yeah. 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 Agree. We agree. There's a long way to go. Yeah. yeah. Belgium has completely decriminalized sex work. Oh. Okay. In, I believe in March. To make the, co the conditions for sex workers as safe and good as possible. Mm -hmm. Like here, you're not allowed to work in your own home. Yeah. But sometimes people do that because in my own home, I know the bed is clean. I know that there nobody puts anything in my drink. I know there's no cameras. Mm -hmm. People yeah. feel safe. You haven't got to pay that rent either, yeah. do you? Because you're already... Yeah. Doing that. The downside, of course, is that clients know your address. Mm. So yes. but there's an, a downside to everything. Mm. Um, now, what happened to one of my colleagues is that she got a client who had been taking drugs. She didn't know that beforehand, but she said he got weirder and weirder and aggressive, and she was really scared of him. So she locked herself in the bathroom and called a friend. What am I to do? And they said, call the police. But you can't do that. No. And that's why it needs to be legalized because yeah. these women are in danger. Decriminalized. Mm. Yeah. It is already yeah. illegal. Yeah. But yeah. there's so many rules. You have to have this and you have to license and you can only work here and only work there. And to make it easier for you, we closed the most of the licensed places because since the ban of brothel was lifted in 2000, uh, there's um, only one third of the brothels left that was still open in 2000. It's very difficult to get a license and very easy to lose it. What's the, what's the difference between working for a brothel and working in the windows? Like, is there a massive like, jump in the conditions, like working conditions or money? Well, a, or a windows is a window brothel, uh, but you are, com you are your own shop so you oh, okay. so can decide how much you charge clients ah. and which service you provide when you work in a club or a private house that's also called a brothel in a club there will be a bar yeah the client can have a drink because here the, here it's in and out 
Yeah. Ten minutes. Yeah. Not everybody likes that. No, so they go to a club and have a chat and have a drink with the girl. And if they like her, they can go up to one of the rooms for sex. But the prices are set. You yeah. can't make your own price when you work there. Yeah. Also, of course you can say no, but if you say no too much or if it's the client is a douchebag but he pays very well and the, yeah. the, the owner doesn't, they won't like you. They won't. Yeah, well, you're be not bringing happy. in money, are you? So you're yeah. less independent. Yeah. There. But it's also nice because the tax has been taken care of for you. You are with colleagues, you can have a chat uh, in the windows okay. when it's a silent day. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's um, pros and cons to everything. Yeah. But that's your own decision. And if that's my decision to make money this way, I've never been on benefits. I've never held my hand up. In the contrary, I, I pay 21% VAT. So w what's your problem? Yeah. Yeah, respect it because you yeah. are. Yeah. Paying in, yeah. And there seems to be no reason why anyone would disrespect that work because you think okay what is your problem then because it doesn't affect you it doesn't harm you if you don't want to do it don't do it yeah so what what is the well, problem? i don't know these these it's religion, abolitionists it? uh, have the strangest ideas mm -hmm. and also some things that uh, somebody said um all these women don't want to have sex with this man they only do it because they get paid for it so what? Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying no to the ones you don't want to have sex with. Yeah. So you're not the ones ever. that I don't yeah. want, I say no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but so, so what, you know? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, here, the way that British people see it is that it's really liberated and it's all open, everyone's okay with it, and it's just a job. Is that actually true? Is it like that here? Is it just a job, or do you still get a lot of people judging you and... Um, yes, there's a, a, a lot of morale mm. involved in the discussion and a lot of um, things that would be no problem with any other profession that's suddenly a problem when it uh, concerns a sex worker. A few months ago, my, I loaned my sister money. She has a, a construction company with her husband and they wanted to buy a new company van. And they were a few thousand euros short, so I loaned it to them and I'm getting it back. No problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one is losing any sleep over that. But should she have been a sex worker, then people uh, say, well, she's a victim. She's being forced to work because she has to repay me. So I am forcing her to work. Mm. So she is a victim and she is exploited and I'm a human trafficker. Oh, wow. That's how people That's how the think. The thi yeah. yeah. And when you work at a supermarket and your boyfriend is out of job and sits on the sofa all day watching telly and doing nothing and living off your money, you just have a lousy boyfriend. Yeah. But if you are a sex worker with the same boyfriend, he is your pimp and you're being exploited, and you're a victim. Okay. Do you think that's initially put in place with good intentions? Do you think perhaps they felt like they were giving you more protection by treating it as a separate thing entirely, 
and then it's just all gone a little bit far? Um, no, I think that the problem comes from that people don't see sex work as a, as a normal job. Mm. Okay, so it's not seen as a regular job here still? Yeah, okay. still it's legal. Yeah. yeah. Is it legal everywhere in the Netherlands or do you need a license and you have to... Is it just solely for Amsterdam? No, it's, uh, it's, it's legal in the whole of the country. But the thing is, um, you are only allowed to work in a licensed place. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. And the licensed places are getting less and less. Oh, okay. So when like sex workers are finding it harder to find places that they can work, is yeah. that the government pushing that? Are they closing down places? Government and municipalities. In 2000, they lifted the ban on brothels. Uh, sex work was legal, but the brothel was illegal. So oh. of course that's silly. So they made that legal as well. And they put it to the municipalities to hand out licenses for these companies. So each municipality can ask whatever they want. You have to, you have to have this and this and this and this and decide how many licenses they want to give out or if they want to give licenses at all. Charlotte, you said about workers, uh, the, the buildings having licenses. Does that cover all the sex workers within that building or do they have to have separate licensing? No, the company does need to have a license. Yeah. And the sex workers only rent the rooms and they don't need to have a license. Okay. Um, so that can be a window uh, company or a, a private house or a club. Okay. okay. Um, but, but other than that, you are not allowed to work, for example, from your own home. Oh, okay. Right. Um, because then you have to apply for a license and the municipality doesn't give out licenses for sex industry anymore only inside the designated areas, which is in Amsterdam, the three red light districts. Yeah. We have three. Oh. And so any other independent entrepreneur, because you have to be an independent entrepreneur registered at the Chamber of Commerce. Okay. And if you are a, a nail artist or a hairdresser or whatever, mm. you, c you can work from your own home as long as you have a special room designed for your business. Okay. And sex workers are the only independent entrepreneurs who can't work from their own home because of the licensing thing. Ah, okay. Which, which basically, if, if in Amsterdam you want to work licensed um, and independent, the only option is the windows. Because if you work for a, in a club or a private house, there's another construction which is complicated because it was designed by the tax uh, uh, inspector. Yeah. What it comes down to, you're not an independent entrepreneur, but you're not an employee either. Ah. Uh. You do pay tax. <laughs> well, of course you pay tax. <laughs> do you think that leaves sex workers in a, a vulnerable position because there's no protection for them? They're, they're neither one or the other. So you're kind of left in limbo and no one supporting sex worker rights and employment rights. Well, it, it's not like you're unprotected, but because, because it's legal, you can go to the police if a client uh, mistreats yeah. you and the police will arrest the client and not you. 
Okay. Are the police quite helpful then um, with sex work? I think in the larger cities, yes. Uh, the Amsterdam police here in this, uh, this police district have a special prostitution team. Oh, okay. Um, but not every police station has that and it also depends on the individual policeman. Okay. But, uh -huh. but in, uh, on average they are, yeah, they can be condescending. Um, I've heard of a colleague, uh, they, they check, they check if you have uh, your ID with you and if you have your, uh, your papers are all right. So you have to show them when they're in the windows. And one colleague said, a policeman asked her, uh, do you have children? And she said, yes. And he said, who's taking care of them now? You know, things like oh that. God. Fuck off men asking <laughs> women, oh, where are your kids? No one asks men where their kids are, do they? Who's looking after your kids? Yeah. Men no, don't get asked that. No one asks the girl in the supermarket in no. the, who's, who's looking after their kids. So, God's sakes. Things like that <laughs> can happen. But the main thing is that it's legal and um, so you are protected by the law. And municipalities make it complicated by insisting on licenses and uh, li only allowed to work in a licensed place. And um, the reason for all those things is, uh, of course, they have to fight human trafficking. Yeah. Mm. That's why it's so heavily controlled and regulated. Um, all to find human trafficking and we feel that if you say we, ma we make this crazy rule to fight human trafficking you can almost do anything yeah, yeah. Even whether it helps or not yeah because it's also experienced that most of the laws and regulations like for example the Swedish model that are designed to help sex workers and fight human trafficking have the opposite effects yeah yeah, so... When but you can tell until you're blue in the face, eh? you, can, you can, yeah, but we need, yeah, we need, but we need, we need to help the sex workers, so we need to save the woman. Yeah, well, it, you'd just think that they'd speak to sex workers and ask what they need, wouldn't you? That's what you would expect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the licensing and regulation... Because I could go to um, whatever organisation and say, well, um, I chose to do this work and I'm happy with it. It has, has a lot of advantages. Even working in the windows has a lot of advantages because that's usually seen as the form of sex work you do when you don't have any other opportunities. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wondered whether it Poor was like a Poor women who are put behind windows. Thing. Well, they're not put behind windows. They rent a room. They are independent entrepreneurs. Yeah. Nobody puts you in the window. Yeah. Yeah, so when you're doing your sex assistant work where you go to vulnerable or sick people, how does that work with the licensing laws? Because I'm assuming some of them you're going to their their homes or to a hospital or nursing home. Yeah. yeah. So do they have to apply for a license before you go there? When you're an independent escort or you if you're, you work through an agency that's also licensed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. But when I go there, you mean, do they have to ask to see my license? Is that what you mean? No, like, when you say that for to work from a property, the 
the property needs a license and then the sex workers can oh, rent the window. I work, I work at the property where the client is. Yeah, so yeah. if you go to another property, of like a personal one or private one. Yes, but one. that's escort, so you are okay. um, sent there through an, an agency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if I make a room in my own house and I see clients there, yeah, that's you can't. Hands. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy, isn't it? The the licensing and regulation does that cover like sexual health for sex workers? So do you have to provide all of the like uh, negative tests if you want to work in the windows? No. 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 That would be um, that would be patronising. Yeah. Um, it's it's not legal to send someone to the doctor because of the type of work that they're doing. Yeah. Um, but everyone has health insurance because that's yeah. mandatory. And um, in every big city there is the municipal health care where anyone can go for an STD check if they think they've caught something. And here in Amsterdam we have a special location, it's also from the municipal municipal health care, especially for sex workers, where you can go for your STD check free of charge and anonymously. So I go there too and the only thing they know about me is Charlotte, which is my work name, my date of birth and my phone number. Yeah. So no family name, so anonymous. Treatment is also free of charge if you need it. They also provide um, Dutch and English courses or they they also have social workers there that can help you with if you have problems with your landlord or whatever. And it's very um, easy to go there. You phone them, make an appointment. And uh, it's based in Amsterdam, but uh, many sex workers from other places also travel to Amsterdam, especially to come here to that location. And <coughs> one of the reasons is because they've seen and heard it all. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Of course you can go to your GP. Yeah. But if you choose to go to the municipal healthcare centers, that's completely your own choice. Yeah. And it's not mandatory. And um, but we usually go three, four times a year. When when you go to like a sexual health clinic in the UK, they want to know the ins and outs of like a duck's arsehole, don't they? They 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 ask you questions. The first time I went to get tested, I was so sort of shook and embarrassed by the things they were asking me that it made me feel like I didn't want to go back there. So. They, they'd ask you how many sexual partners you'd had, how are you having sex, are you, you know, all of these things. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is so intrusive. And so to, for sex workers to be able to do it anonymously and there be sort of like no judgment, I think it makes it easier for you to be healthy. Yeah, they ask us the same your... questions, of oh, course. Oh, do they? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so even have though it's... Have you had any risk? Have you had... Yeah. Do you have sex with men or women yeah. or both? Uh, do you have uh, anal sex, oral sex? Did you have yeah. an accident with a condom? Um, yeah. Things like that, they ask you anything. Yeah. Do you think it's relevant to know um, how many? Because 
my view of it is that you can have sex once with someone and catch something. So really, does do all those questions really matter? Technically, the, the, the question of how many, because like you say, once is enough, mm. yeah. um, should not be, is not really relevant. No, and they'll still do the test, whether you're higher risk or not. Or whether your risk. The funny thing is it. that they have this, this. They have lots of data, of course, from from people who they know are sex workers, and uh, the regular municipal healthcare also has data of people who are non-sex workers, mm. and um, the the prevalence of uh, STDs is among sex workers is much lower than the average. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. No, no yeah. So do you think it is just a data collect collecting exercise, all of these questions, rather than like a risk assessment? It's probably got to do more with, with data, that, yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, so we're at the um, Prostitute Information Centre today. What do you guys do here? Well, it's an information centre, yeah. so we provide information to anyone who's interested. Uh, we are in the middle of the red light district and in the middle of the, the, the oldest, this is the oldest area of Amsterdam, the church is the oldest building. So we get lots of tourists who are curious, um, uh, student groups from all over the world, um, journalists, clients, um, people who want to start sex work and want to know what, what kind of papers they need, everyone. Okay. Yeah. So you provide that service for sex workers as well, like a sort of help centre for... Uh, well, the, the sex workers usually know all the information we provide. It's yeah. the ones that want to get started. Mm -hmm. And if for any other thing, the sex workers can go to the municipal health care. And if they can't help you, you know, the, 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 the social workers who work there. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that they saw, they, they said, um, when, when COVID came and we were in lockdown, mm. as independent entrepreneur, you, were, um, you could apply for government support. So that included the sex workers. Oh, because a lot of people in the UK with like creative industry jobs weren't able to get support from the government. And obviously, if you were a sex worker, you you definitely wouldn't have been able to. So it's good that they offered that sort of... Yeah, here also people with creative uh, jobs and, and actors and, and musicians are independent entrepreneurs. Yeah. And anyone who were not allowed to work could apply for government support, so that includes the sex workers. Yeah. But you had to answer about three million questions and uh, it yeah. was really complicated. <laughs> yeah. So some of them went to the, uh, the social workers or the municipal help for help, for yeah. assistance. And they said, even they, you, you would, as, as a um, support organization, you are in a sort of helping mood. And yeah. they said that was the time that we saw women we never see. Yeah. 
because when you need, it, it makes sense that when you are an organization that provides help, the only people that come to you are the ones that need help. Yeah. And that makes it makes it a sort of um, different view, I think. Mm. Yeah, it definitely put everyone in the same boat, didn't it? When the because the people that do not need help, you never see. Yeah. And the police has the same sort of uh, thing. When, when you call the police, there's something wrong. Mm. So when the police is involved, it's always things that's wrong. Yeah. And when you, as a policeman, you hardly see any just working sex worker with <laughs> no problems. Yeah. yeah. It might sort of, um, um, I oh, how to put that in English? In, in uh, influence your judgment of a, a profession. Yeah. Do you think that um, people starting off in the sex industry, do you think they see it as like quite a glamorous um, job? And so they see like the, the women in the windows are obviously beautiful and they've got like nice lingerie and they've all got the hair done, you know, all these things. Do you think they see it as a glamorous vocation? And do you think that's what sways women into the sex industry? Or do you think that it's sort of outside influences like lack of funds, can't hold down like shop jobs? Or what do you think it is that makes women turn to the sex industry? Um, I think they see it as a good way to make money. Yeah. Yeah, they can do the maths. If a blowjob is 50 euros and you do 10 blowjobs in your shift. Yeah. But then, of course, you have to pay the rent and you have to pay your tax. Yeah. So if you work um, a night shift, you pay 200 euros rent per shift. Mm -hmm. And for a day shift, it's 100. So. The first four clients, if you say 50 euros, that only covers the rent. Mm. Then there's the tax, the VAT is 21%. And then there's the regular income tax. So that's another two, three clients. So that's seven. And then you start making money. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like any, any business, any business. So do you, is it, I'm assuming it's busier, you get more clients at night then. That's why the rent is higher at night. Yeah, because there's quite a lot of um, tourists walking around at night. So do you find that puts people off coming in or coming up to the window and knocking because there's so many people around? Um, yes and no. Be because there's so many people around, you can also be anonymous. There are hundreds of people looking, and that's what what walking, and that's what clients like. You can sort of disappear in the crowds. Yeah. Uh, also, this is um, the red light district that everybody knows about. But like I said, we have two more, and uh, hardly anyone knows that. It's certainly not tourists that you know about the two other red light districts. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so. No tourists there. 
Oh, okay. So it's for like local people. Yeah, the tourists don't know that it's there, so they don't visit that. So you have another type of client. And if you don't like to deal with the tourists, you know, the drunken bachelor parties. Yeah. Because that's, that's, nobody wants that yeah. in front of their door. Um, you can choose to work in one of the other two red light districts. So that's completely your own choice. If you are uh, 21, the legal age is 18, but the municipality of Amsterdam decided you need to be 21 if you want to do sex work. Chamber of Commerce registered and from an EU country you, you can rent any window you like. Do you agree with that age limit being higher than the legal age of sex? <laughs> it's funny, I was reading the paper yesterday, the newspaper, and they said uh, in, in the Netherlands on average 40 each year, 40 women are murdered by their partner or ex-partner. Mm -hmm. You can get married when you're 18. Not 40 sex workers are murdered every year by their clients. No. Just, yeah. just women of marrying age. So their partner or ex-partner. Yeah. 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 So they're not and, more and vulnerable Not necessarily over 18 because there's also a very notorious case of a 16-year-old girl murdered by her ex-boyfriend. But in, in general, yeah. Bloody hell. If you look at like that, it's better to... Um, increase the age of marrying or forbid marrying yeah because it's more dangerous yeah. than doing sex work <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna live by that motto <laughs> okay so last year did amsterdam go into lockdown yeah with covid so how did that affect the um red light district did you have to shut and close and stop seeing clients yeah it, and it was completely deserted because in this red light district, it's sex workers and it's cafes, restaurants, tourist shops. It's completely a tourist mm. area. People live here also, but the, the, the shops and everything, there's a few supermarkets in the Warmoestraat, but that's it. Uh, most of it is tourist based. Did you get any government help during that time because you couldn't work? Yes, as an independent entrepreneur, you could apply for the government support. But the people who work in the clubs and then the private houses are not independent entrepreneurs and are not employees, and they got nothing. Oh, really? They had no resource whatsoever. But the, the lockdown started Monday, and the same week there was the Dutch Emergency Fund, found by a few sex workers where you could donate money and they would hand out 50 euros a week to people so that at least you can eat. Yeah. And they organized online bingos and it was big fun. So in the community, there was lots of support. Oh, that's good. That's really good. And some politicians, members of parliament said, hey, we need, these people are completely out of any funds. We, we need to do something for them. Uh, this was blocked by the Christian parties. Oh my god, that's not very Christian of them, is it? The Christian party made a sort of help plan by themselves where you could apply for help, but the condition was that you need to sign that you would stop being a sex worker, so that wasn't a big success. Um, and what was, I think, sweet was the Salvation Army. They gave out um, packages as well, and they put little books in about the Bible. Yeah. But 
they're not making you sign yeah. and not making you yeah well that's the difference isn't it like those parties of people who are saying we will help you but you have to sign a contract that's not actually helpful you're preying on people that are extremely vulnerable and yeah I, that's just absolutely awful isn't it so it is are they helping no they're just recruiting for for the cult yeah jesus they're a bunch of sanctimonious you can swear it's fine <laughs> people i was going to <laughs> what was that button badge that you said you had save us from saviors <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Charlotte, do you have a partner? No. No. Have you had partners whilst you've been doing sex work? Not whilst I've been doing sex work. Is it is it difficult because of that? Uh, it can be, yeah. Um, be, my my sister is constantly uh, nagging that I should go on uh, what's it called Tinder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so much fun, Charlotte. You see. And I said, okay, imagine I, there's someone that I like and they like me. At what point in the conversation would, do you think I would tell them what kind of work I do? Yeah. And she said she knows about the type of, she knows what kind of work I do. Mm. Uh, and uh, she said, well, if they can't handle it, then, then it's not worth your time. Yeah. True, but that's not what it's about. What if the next day my name and phone number are all over the internet. Yeah, mm. it's dangerous. And my photo telling me that I am a whore. Yeah. So I don't think many people would do that, but you never know. Yeah. Men, men do have a tendency, they want, they don't want other men having sex with their woman. Mm. Yeah. E even yeah. when, they <laughs> even when, um, the woman is a sex worker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's less accepting. That that's uh, a, a strange phenomenon, I think. Yeah. It must be tricky to like. There was an interview down. in one of the magazines we had here. A couple they met on the set of a porn movie. Oh, okay. They met on the set of a porn. She was a porn actress, and now they have are in a relationship, and now she works behind the cameras because her boyfriend doesn't want her to have sex with other people anymore. Yeah. How how. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's that, that's another discussion. Yeah. yeah. So that's what makes it difficult, isn't it, for yeah. women in the sex industry to have relationships, like sexual relationships with people. Do you struggle with other well, kinds of it relationships? Can be, but, but many many uh, many sex workers are married, have children. Yeah. What about your family? Are they? Are you close with them? Do they know about your work? Some of them. Some of them. But that's another thing. That's also what most sex workers do. You live in two worlds. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm here uh, lots of time because I also work here. At, at my, my window's also here in this area. And I know a lot of people here. When I walk there, I'm hi, hi, hi. You know, but those are people from here. Mm. And I never see those people in my other world and vice versa. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, so you've never seen anyone that you know. You don't bump into clients like when you're just doing your weekly food shop. Never. I suppose the pass, the traffic here... You and when I'm in my window, I never again. see anyone that I know from my other life. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've found that weird because obviously where we worked in the sex shop for such a long time, when people saw us outside of that environment, they would run because <laughs> they don't want us acknowledging that they exist in the outside world where they're not buying, like, butt plugs. So... It must be handy oh, yeah. if, that you If don't... I would meet a client, I would never say hi to them on yeah. the street. No, well, we wouldn't. No, but no, everyone just looks at us and goes, <gasps> please don't talk to me. <laughs> well, sometimes people would come up to us and say, oh, I really recognise you. Where yeah. do I know you from? And you're like, you don't, don't. don't make me say it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think... Um, we, have, we were chatting last night about the sort of things that we were going to ask and we had a discussion about sex workers falling in love with clients. Do you think that's a common thing? Or do you think it's more like clients falling in love with sex workers and they have to kind of be like, this isn't a thing, go away? It's more, I think, like clients falling in love with sex workers, yeah. yeah. I've had that experience also. Oh, really? Yeah, I, through the agency, I also have uh, people who are not really... Um, actually disabled but are just elderly gentlemen yeah and um are widowed but they do want to be with a woman for every now yeah. and then so that's that's quite all right and they and, and and some people um think that i would be a perfect partner for them even though i'm 30 years younger Yes, elderly and men do think that, think, don't they? <laughs> and they say, yeah, I know it's your job and I know it's, that's, it's, you get paid for it, but there must be something special between us, otherwise you wouldn't come back every time. Oh, no. So, yeah, well, I come back every time because it's my job yeah, and I get paid. Oh, God. <laughs> How do you deal with that? Do you then have to stop seeing them or...? No, I tell them that I am. I am that that we have a business agreement. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons you you use uh, not your own name, and I have separate several phones. Yeah, because sometimes I have to call a client that I'm I'm in the traffic jam or something like that. That I'm ten minutes later. Um, but I I that's that's my work phone, mm. uh, which of which nobody has the number. So when people when the phone rings, I never pick it up. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't tell them where I, I, well, I tell them I live in Amsterdam, but that's a big city. Many yeah. people live here. Mm. Also, when I speak Dutch, you can hear that I'm from here, so that doesn't make. So you always have to be careful. Yeah, so anonymity is key to... It's key, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram or all these other uh, rubbish. I don't think I really miss anything because yeah. I don't want my face and my name, my real name, yeah. somewhere where people could find it and recognize me and say, hey, but that's Charlotte. Mm. Is that because of the safety aspect? The safety, but also the stigma. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because imagine if I were to say, well, I'm, I'm going to stop sex work and go back to nursing. If people knew, I think it could be yeah, a bit complicated to get a job. Yeah, yeah it would yeah. be a problem, yeah. It's weird to hear you say that because obviously when you think of Amsterdam, you think of this like liberal sex movement and, you know, everyone is very accepting of um, like sex work. But actually, really it's it's not coming across that way so there is still a stigma attached to it you will still be judged for it even though it's supposed to be this thing that's like not even a a big deal which surprises me yeah well that's 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 amsterdam in the netherlands yeah yeah and uh like i said the outskirts of amsterdam um, is, is an, quite another story. You wouldn't recognize it. You would think you're in another world. Uh, that's the same with, I think, with any big city. Mm. There's the historical yeah. center and there's the outskirts. Yeah. So, and it, it used to be very, very liberal. And I don't know what changed. Um, if it's more that society has become more prudish, or religion has become a bigger, played a bigger part, um, or uh, gentrification certainly plays a big part in it. Yeah. People, this this was a working class area hundred years ago, very much. Oh, now, yeah. it's very expensive. Yeah. And then the people who can afford to live here start complaining about the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> that that's you, you you're going to live in the center of a historical city yeah. and then you complain about tourists that that's something ridiculous but they complain and they mourn and they even state amsterdam is not a tourist attraction it's and this area is a, a residential area it is but it's also for centuries been an entertainment area yeah it's close to the harbor mainly for sailors yeah so and it is a tourist attraction, whether you like it or not. So there will be tourists. Yeah. So if you choose to live here. Now, there is a thing that the people that get very drunk, puke everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but nobody wants Who would want that in front of their yeah. door? Mm. And the screaming and, and in the middle of the night until 4 or 5 a.m. And that's not only in the weekend, that's every day. Yeah. Um, but that's a behavioral thing. Yeah. And uh, that the reason of that is that the, the plane price for plane tickets are so cheap. Yeah. Yeah. What well, do you think Cause without that football? Because the, the red light district is it has always been a tourist attraction, but yeah. the difference is in the seventies, traveling somewhere by plane was still for the 
for not everyone, only for the people who could pay for that because it was expensive. Yeah. Without the without the um, tourists, the city itself would take a massive hit, wouldn't it? So you can't really have it both ways. It wouldn't be the area it is if it didn't have the the tourists. So it's sort of counterproductive wanting to move yeah, here but, and then saying the I city, don't like this. The city council is also uh, consists of gentrificated people. Yeah. And they want they want high quality tourism. Whatever yeah. that may be. What even is that? What is that? Yeah. Are the people that go to the Rijksmuseum and concerts? I mean, I love a museum, but I mean, we are here for the sex and the drugs, aren't we? Uh, as well. Can you as not well. Go yeah. To a museum and I enjoy some drugs. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reputation, and I personal think that the city should be proud of it. Like in this square, this is not a very big square. We have, in this square, we have residence, uh, a church, shops, uh, cafes, um, sex workers, a 5D porn cinema, and a children's daycare center. <laughs> yeah. in, in one square. Where, yeah. Now, where would you, in the world, would you find a thing like that? No, that is very diverse. Yeah. It's very a diverse. Very small <laughs> area. Yeah. So the 5D cinema, just while you talked about it, what is 5D cinema? Do you know? <laughs> yeah. to ask you. We saw the sign and we were like, what's this about then? It will open around four and you have to go there. Okay. Oh, it's, okay. It's lots of fun. Well, the 5D, you know, the 3D glasses? Mm. Yeah. That's what you get on. And then the fifth and uh, the fourth dimension is that the seats I'm moving and then <laughs> the fifth is that everything that happens on the screen goes through the air. Oh wow. It is porn but it's 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 porn with a smile. No. Well I mean there's something for everyone, but yeah. generally oh I do like to smile whilst I'm watching porn. Oh, that looks so good. Yeah, yeah okay, I will definitely check that out. Yeah, I think most porn movies are boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always just skip to the good bit. I don't watch it. Like, I couldn't care less what, what happens in the beginning. I'm not there for the acting. <laughs> is there anywhere else in Amsterdam that is a must-do, would you say, for, for tourists? If you're looking for the best things, is there anything that you would personally recommend? I don't, it, it depends on what your interests are. Yeah. Sex. Sex. Oh, sex. sex stuff. Yeah, sex stuff. <laughs> sex stuff. Well, well, you can have, you can spend um, lots of days in the red light district. And there's about everything you need. And um, the red light secrets is nice. And um, the, er er the um, what's it called? The erotic museum is also nice. Okay. Oh, okay. It's on the other side of Achterburgwal. Yeah. It's all within walking yeah. distance here. Yeah, I think we walked past. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. That's yeah. a recommendation. The erotic museum. This is I can recommend. Yeah. And in the red light secret is in uh, in in that building. There was um, in 1956. So that's a while back. Uh, a prostitute was murdered, and it's sort of uh, dedicated to her. Oh. And um, there, there's things. That you, there's a sort of 
maquette, maquette, how the, the working room used to be back in the days, because now it looks much different. Yeah. It looks more like, it looked more like a living room. And at that time, there's a collection of items that, that clients forgot. Okay. <laughs> oh God, I bet all sorts of stuff get left in the rooms, doesn't there? Yeah. <laughs> the, the most um, strange thing, for me at least, was a set of dentures. Oh, <laughs> how did someone forget? Yeah, yeah I, 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 can, I can imagine someone forgetting their sunglasses, but your teeth. <laughs> I don't know what's weirder, you taking your teeth out before you have sex anyway, or leaving them on the side. Well, there's all kinds of, all kinds of fetishes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's a great compliment to you, though, isn't it? If they yeah. walked out and they're so happy. They forget happy their teeth. And, yeah, <laughs> to take their teeth with them. <laughs> I wonder when they realised. How far down the road do you think they were when they were like, ooh? Oh, what did they do? Did they come yeah. back? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Where did I leave my dad? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a material for a film, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love the idea of, like, body parts being, like, left behind. Yeah. The, but the thing that they don't make clear, they say that... the to, as of to this day, sex workers are still being murdered by clients, which is true, but not here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So violence against the, sex the, workers the, is not the, a thing there was, really There were here. several women attacked, and then that was in the late 50s, early 60s. It's mm. where they already started making the panic buttons to make oh. it safer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that it's... Is there a lot of violence towards sex workers here still, or do, is it not really? Because it's so regulated and everyone's being watched and, you know. Yeah, this in the red light district is the safest and most independent way to work. Yeah. Um, when you're an escort and you go to someone's house, then you never know. Yeah. So there's the agencies usually have drivers to take the girls to their appointment and they're also for safety reasons. Yeah. But yeah, when you're inside you're on your own. You never know. So the windows again against what uh, people might expect is it's the safest and most independent way to work. You can see your client and if you don't like him you don't open the door. Yeah. You don't have to advertise. You don't have to have a website with photos and you don't need to advertise when you have these websites that you have to pay every month to keep your advert, you know, coming up. Th th you don't need to waste time on that. Yeah. Or email back and forth with clients that want to make an appointment and in the end they decided they don't make an appointment because they think it's too much money. That's wasting time. So that, that you don't have to do that when you're in the window. You buy a set of lingerie and a bag of condoms and you're ready to go. You pay the rent, you get your key, you get to work. Some companies, not all of them, uh, but company, especially, for example, where I work, they uh, uh, give uh, towels and uh, sheets and paper towels and everything. And if you need more towels, I give them a call. Oh. If I want coffee, I give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds brilliant. And you see your client, <laughs> and if you don't want them, you just say no. Yeah. You kind of get this sort of feeling that it's something that you can't say no to. You kind of have to take whoever asks you to 
to perform a sex act on them. I didn't even consider that you'd just be like, no, actually, absolutely not. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. Yeah. And I think that's part of the stigma because when I was younger and I thought about sex work, I thought, oh, no, I could never do that because, you know, you'd have to have sex with disgusting men and bleh. But you don't. That's not true. Yeah. You just have sex with the people that you want to know. I refused the client because he wasn't clean. Because when you yeah. open the door to Nico's here, yeah. you can smell them. And I think, well, this guy hasn't bathed in weeks. Oh, no. Go go home, take a bath. Yeah. And now you that. can't come back. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have music in your rooms? Yes, I always bring my radio. And I... Um, I bring my, my coffee and I bring, you know, I have the, my phone so I can read paper and, uh, yeah. What sort of music do you listen to? Do you have, do you just have like a radio station I that you go to? have a radio station on, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get to a song and think, I can't have sex to this? No, you just carry on. Yeah. Even when they're like doing the adverts for like car cleaning companies and things yeah. like that. <laughs> We're on a tight schedule, got 20 minutes. <laughs> so is it just like smooth music, radio, or is it? Like it's smooth radio in the background, and it's also, um, I like that you, you can play music, but I'd also like people talk to you. Yeah. So that's why I put on the radio station, yeah. Yeah, I suppose silence would be make it quite awkward. Yeah, and it, it can be boring when you're there, down, when you're there an hour and nothing happens. Oh yeah, you don't have to tell us, you know, how boring that is. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been asked to do, oh, I'll word this a different way, what is the most kinkiest thing you've been asked to do? That you've refused? Mm, I've refused. Yeah. Do you ever get mad things like we were talking earlier about someone that wanted someone we know to shit in his mouth. Do you ever get weird things like that? That I haven't come across yet and I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. That's one of the things that I say no. Yeah. Anything with poop, I don't do. Um, the weirdest thing I've had so far was um, people wanting to lick my feet and they come at the end of the day when your feet are not clean anymore. The dirtier, oh, the better. Yeah, the dirtier, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you like? That you just seem work? brilliant. <laughs> Don't need to have a bath tonight. <laughs> yeah, and people who have fetish with certain clothing—that's what I have with the agency. That they ask you to dress a certain way. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Anything weird? Anything? Like... No. Well, the, the funny thing was once that there was a client with the, 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 this very shiny PVC-like. Material, mm. not not latex, but uh, like a vinyl type, something sort of like thing. that. Yeah. And he had a costume of that stuff, and I had a costume of that either from neck to toe. Yeah. And these things are tax deductible, by the way. Okay, oh, so brilliant! You, <laughs> <laughs> you buy them on request. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't have it in my. I didn't have all types of clothes in my wardrobe. There's a specialized shop here, uh, so I bought it, and I can. It's tax deductible, yeah. so I, I dress up there, and I don't. What he does is a bit of. I like texture, so I like touching. It's, like it's the, feel the of textures, it. the feeling, oh. and the, then he had his vibrator, and he 
goes over the material and then we dance a little bit and we uh, watch a bit of porn and then we have a cup of tea. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely and love this. I even <laughs> didn't have to undress there because it was about the clothing. Yeah. And he said, the, the way the girls in the window are here, there's nothing for him. Yeah. And I said, what if I was there in my, in my costume from, that would be it. Yeah. God, that's quite niche, isn't it? Do you think the, the more niche things you cater for, the more interest you get? Or do you think it kind of goes the other way? If it's a bit too niche, people won't be able to wrap their heads around it. Now, it depends on what, what the client wants. Um, and the thing with going to a sex worker is if you pay them, they do it. Yeah. I heard a story about a woman, she had these high uh, boots in, in, in her window. Yeah. Hey, hello. Now, stiekem. The gordijnen zijn toch open? See ya. Oh, ik zie je. Dat is hij. Ja, dat is hij, ja. Dat is hij, ja. Ja, dat Hier was de former district policeman. Oh, En die is on that picture. The black and white photograph. Oh, I can see him. With And the lady at the time was the oldest still working sex worker. She was 80. Really? The picture was taken, yeah. So was was she a bit of a like local celebrity? Well, she was. Um, she looks lovely. I mean, she looks she very looks like, like someone's she looks like, like yeah. Aunt, yeah. I was going to say she looks very like someone's auntie. <laughs> yeah, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. So her clients were also people that know knew her for decades. Yeah. And, um, I suppose it's nice to see a familiar face, isn't it? If you if you're a repeat. Customer to yeah, many, many many girls have um, regulars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice, isn't it? And do you think having someone of this lady's age? Uh, what was her name? Sorry, Tante Steen. Don't Steen. Auntie. Oh, Auntie. Oh, well, there you go. But that's uh, uh, um, in um, Amsterdam. People of. Um, it's it's common to call people that's sort of the age of your parents. You call them aunt and uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think that um, other sex workers found it like quite comforting having someone with that much experience? Probably, yeah. And you know, maybe that sort of taken under your wing aspect. Yeah, that, that's what you you learn from your colleagues. Yeah. 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 That's nice. I like the idea of there being sort of like a matriarch of. <laughs> of that sort of thing. It's nice when you have support, isn't it, I guess. Do you think that older sex workers have like a specific type of like customer? Would she have had a specific type customer base or would it just be like across the board completely different? You never know who you're going to get. Many regulars, people that knew her for, from many uh, decades. <laughs> and most of the sex workers are young. The average age would be, I think, 27. Yeah. And very pretty. Um, but, well, I'm older than 27. And some people like that. Yeah. There's been, when I was here working at PIC, a client came in and asked me, <coughs> do you know if where some older women might work? Because I don't want to have the idea that I'm in bed with my daughter. Mm. Yeah. There's some people 
some people like that and yeah, uh, yeah wh why do clients pick uh, a sex worker one person told me that because I'm natural yeah I'm not um, in plastic surgery art at at first yeah so some women are and some but there's a lot of guys who don't like that yeah so artificial it's not for everyone is it it's not for everyone yeah no there's so many different things that you need to cater for when it comes to sex people's preferences are so varied aren't they um, what if you're looking for uh, men like, do you, do you think there's a lot of trade for straight women looking for male sex workers here, or do you think it is essentially men looking for females? Yeah, that, yeah. that's what it's in the, in the, in the windows. There, um, there are no male sex workers in the windows. Oh, okay. They tried it, but it didn't work. And the reason for that, well, I don't know. Maybe because the, the reputation is that this is the girls in the windows. Yeah. So if you want a male sex worker, you won't come here. Like if you want to buy bread, you don't go to the butchers. Ah, So you okay. go to someone. And like I said, the, ma the maximum time for your 50 euros is 20 minutes. That's how it's worked, because I need to have more clients to pay the rent. Yeah. Women need more time. Mm. Oh yeah, it wouldn't necessarily work the other way around, would yeah. it? There is a lot, there is more, more sex, the male sex workers for women, for women, but they work as escort. Yeah, so more of like a company type situation. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all actually now I think about it. We were saying, weren't we, that... We had a colleague who worked for a lesbian escort agency. We also have that. Ah, okay. And um, she said when she goes to her clients, they have been to the hairdresser. Yeah. They've put on something nice, they've cleaned the house, put a candle, made an atmosphere. That's women for you, they're always pulling out all the We're blooming so stops, much better. aren't we? So yeah. much better. Yeah. I have one female client to the agency and I noticed it immediately because my dress fell on the floor and she picked it up. <laughs> No male client ever was interested in Oh it. no, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Taking your bits and folding them up and putting it on the end of the bed. Not a chance. <laughs> exactly. And when um, in, in the 80s the city decided we don't give out, we, we don't want any more window brothel buildings. Okay. So what, what they did is they because uh, it, it used to look like a normal house, but then it began looking like it does now, separated into yeah. doors together so that you could make more women work at the same time yeah. at, at, at one location. Um, so the rooms are... Yeah, I have a photo of my room. There's a bed, a sink and a chair. Yeah. And it's not, and it sort of depends on, some companies make more effort and make, making it look a bit nice than others. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it, there's a mirror, eh? Yeah. So it's only... 
So that window and that room, is that specifically yours or is it worked by other women as well? Well, I work in the day shift and then somebody yeah. else then takes it else in the night, night shift, yeah. Yeah. So do you personalise your room? Do you ever have little bits around that are very like, very Charlotte? Like, do you have, yeah, you know, favourite yeah. candles and things like yeah. that that you put around? That must make it like a, a little bit nicer. But then I suppose like men don't really care about that. Like they're, exactly. they're not like, oh, that's a nice candle. That's a nice house plant or whatever. Yeah. So you kind of don't really have to make an effort for them, do you? Men don't really care about that. And, and this company is the, the rooms, yeah, it looks nice. And, but some, there are also rooms that I think I would get depressed if I would have to stay here for. Oh, really? Yeah, the white tiles and... Very clinical, I suppose they've got to be easy to clean, haven't they? Yeah, it has to be easy to clean, that's the regulars. And this is also tiles and uh, no velvet on the walls. But they've sold material that's, that still looks pretty nice sort of yeah. snake print but still oh, okay and not white tiles but yeah just make it a little bit more yeah. like sexy i guess but women women wouldn't be too yeah do you get many um women customers or many like couples or sometimes yeah yeah because I, I, when we were walking around yesterday, I was wondering, there was a lot of couples, and I was thinking, I wonder if they actually pay for any of the services or whether it's kind of just like a, a window shopping well, again, activity. Well, again, some a, a couple came in a few weeks ago. Did I know of a sex worker who would... Well, I can't give you an, a name or address, but you have to ask them and negotiate about yeah. the price. And maybe the first one will say no because she's not comfortable having two people in the room with her yeah i suppose you double the risk don't you if there's two people yeah there um or for whatever reason and then number three may say yeah okay that's 200 euros for yeah 20 minutes yeah when you go home do you like is it like wearing a costume so you go out and present as this person to your clients. Then when you get home, do you like take off your sex worker hat <laughs> and then put on your, you know, the woman next door slippers? In, in a way, in a way. <laughs> yeah. In a way, because when I, I never wear these oh, okay. when, I, when I go <laughs> <laughs> to, to, the, to my work. I have my heels, I have a pair yeah. of heels in the car. Yeah that I drive to the client's house and then I put on my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and when I'm in the window. Yeah. Yeah. Is your persona like different to who you are like regularly? Um, a bit, not very much. Yeah. But yeah. It is a sort of, it is, it is a sort of role you play. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that is. I suppose it has to be to keep your sanity, doesn't it? Some, some tourists said, what. One said, what do you uh, do when the client is not attractive? Well, it's completely not a point. Um, yeah. My 95-year-old gentleman is very cute and funny. <laughs> yeah. But he's not attractive. Well, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can... <laughs> I can imagine. I, I'm sure it does make it easier, though, when they're attractive. Oh, yeah, but then it, yeah. It's, it's the other way around. When they're attractive, is the bonus for me. Yeah. Do you ever think I should, I should be paying you? 
It's the, it's the dream though, isn't it? We referenced the film Pretty Woman yesterday quite a lot. And you do have this, when you watch that film, it's one of my absolute favourites, but you, you kind of look at it through rose-tinted glasses, don't you? You kind of think this Richard Gere character is going to come and sweep you off of your feet and, you know, save the day. Um, because she does sort of present as a, a woman in trouble, but I suppose that wouldn't be relevant to what you do because you, you're not a woman that's like in trouble. You're a woman who's chosen this vocation. So you actually don't need saving by Richard Gere, but I mean, still no it would- mind. I mean, yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna say no to Richard Gere sweeping us <laughs> off our feet, are we? But yeah, I suppose that that dynamic just doesn't work, does it? If you're not a damsel in distress. Yeah, exactly. That's that's not how. That, that's it, uh, we don't need to be saved. Yeah. 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 And of course, there are things going wrong, but there are things going wrong in all kinds of industries. Uh, agriculture. Yeah. Um, construction work. And I'm sure it's the same in the UK. Um, but it's the the funny thing is, I never hear the Christian parties when they say that they need to f help victims of human trafficking. It's only about sex workers and only about female sex workers. Ah, oh, okay. So male sex workers don't need to be rescued by the Lord. No. I see. Yes, it does often work like that in religion, doesn't it? It's funny how they're But it also, when you, when you say these people are victims, you dehumanize them. Yeah. You take the power away, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it also, like, that's what the municipality of Amsterdam does. Uh, it, um, you don't have to listen to them anymore. Yeah. Because I could tell, talk to them like I'm talking to you now, and they would say, oh yeah, but you're the exception. Because you're Dutch, and you're white, and you're highly educated. And yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I know, I know I'm privileged. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that anyone who is not Dutch or white or yeah. is automatically a victim. Yeah, like they can't think for themselves. Or choose for themselves. Yeah, yeah. The, the mom, mother knows best. That's the that's the attitude towards sex workers. Yeah, they want to make an uh, a sec an erotic erotic center somewhere in the outskirts of the town because it's better for the women because here they are insulted by the tourists. Well, we already spoke about that. Girls don't want to leave. Girls feel very safe here. It is yeah. about the safest air as you can have it. Yeah. Um, and the city has, the mayor has actually said that we have to learn to appreciate it. Yeah. That's so condescending. The city wants to, to park us in some remote industrial yeah. area. It That's doesn't make it safer, us. does it? It, doesn't, course, it no. makes it even easier to... It's, it's probably safer in, uh, once you're inside. Yeah. Because there will be a doorman and people have to pay entrance. Yeah. But how do I get there? Yeah. And where are the, where's the footfall going to come from? Because you're not going to get passing trade if you're like out at the back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's, um, it's, it, it could be a solution for people who don't want to be in the windows and are not allowed to work from their own home. Mm. They could work in the erotic center. So when it, the proposal came, we thought, well, it may be an idea that you can make appointment with your clients and see yeah. them there. But then it turned out that um, almost 95% of the girls here in the red light district do not want to relocate to some industrial area. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then they said, well, then we have to close it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We have to close a significant amount of windows. Oh, Sig to force you into it? Yeah, that means you're being forced. Mm. If they close your working place yeah, here, where course. can you go? Yeah. That's so, that's so completely not listening. Yeah. People yeah. decide it's unsafe for us, but I think it's more important how we experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, who, why would you make a decision based on not the people that it affects? Do you know what I mean? Because like they're vulnerable like, women who are put yeah. behind windows. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't be trusted to make your own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> just can't a think, little woman behind a window. They can't think for themselves. They are helpless <laughs> victims yeah. who need help. Yeah, it's mad. It kind of reminds me a bit of like slums in Johannesburg. <laughs> You know the slums in Johannesburg where they're like, no, all of you poor people, let's get yeah. you into this little it's area over here. It's you're all here. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going, no, we like yeah. where we grew up. And they're yeah. like, no, this is better. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. No it's choice. like yeah. really controlling over... I have colleagues with master's degree. Yeah. I have a bachelor, mm. but I have college. We are perfectly able to think for ourselves and we are not the exception. Yeah. If, if that's what you would like to do, that's what you like. So to wrap it up, what would your ideal client be like and do? So, for example, you said earlier about some people coming to the door that smelled <laughs> and you said you had to send them away. So do you have like a, like when someone comes to your door and they're a certain way, you think, yes, this is my favourite type of client. Like they know what they want, they've got their money ready, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so if someone yeah. was listening to this well, and they the, wanted the, to come the, to it you. It would start with when they, they say, they start with hello. <laughs> so simple. Treat you isn't like it? a person. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Imagine it was just as easy as that. Well, uh, I would say start with hello and not start with how much. Just be polite. Uh, doesn't cost anything else. Um, and don't be drunk, be clean, um, accept the fact that it is safe sex. So no more, no, but if I want to be without a condom, I'll pay you more. No, it's 50 euros with condom. That's it. Also for a blowjob, yeah. with condom. And just accept that, there's no negotiation. Yeah, well, in dating, we have, it's always a negotiation. Like, it's very common for men to be like, oh, I can't feel anything, or can we just do it like once or whatever. Like, they don't accept a lot of the time that you're trying to protect yourself. They think, you know, they go, oh, well, I haven't got anything. And you're like, I can't trust you because 
<laughs> I don't know who you've been with before me, but a lot of them won't let it lie. They do just p push the point. It also explains why the prevalence of STDs among sex workers is so much lower. Yeah. Because it, it's, it, it's a client, it's a business relation, there's yeah. no emotional, oh, don't you love me, don't you trust me, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's no that, emotional pressure, is there, I guess? Or, or that you pick up someone in a pub and um, you have had one too many, you think, oh, whatever, I've got the condoms. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Yeah. If I get something, I'm, I'm not able to work. Yeah. So if I get sick, I can't work and I can't make money. So I make sure that I stay healthy. Yeah. Is it easier when people know what they want? Or do oh, you yeah, find yeah. a lot of people come and go, oh, I'm not the sure? Fetish clients are the easiest. That's what every sex worker will uh, tell you. Because they know exactly what they want. Yeah. I suppose it's very specific, isn't it, with fetishes? So that they, they know that that is exactly how they want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I heard from... Um, a lady who the client wanted her to to put on her high-heeled uh, boots and the client lay down on the bed and then he wanted her to kick him in the face oh wonderful yeah that's well but if, if, if that's i mean that's a that's a decent day's work isn't it yeah well if that's what you yeah. like well yeah and I think if you ask your wife to put on her boots and kick you in the face, she would say, are you crazy? I think you might find there'd probably be a few more willing wives than you'd imagine. Yeah. Get someone there to stop her from getting carried away. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. You'd be shouting your safe word. Well, that's, yeah, you have a point there. But, and things can get weirder than that, but you, you, you can go to a sex worker and you pay them. Yeah. And as long as they're comfortable with doing it, yeah, they will do it and otherwise they say no. Yeah. Yeah. And then move on. That's the important thing, I think, with the red light district is that if someone says no, move on to the yeah, next maybe person. Maybe someone else. Maybe yeah. some other. Don't feel yeah. rejected. Don't feel sad or angry because yeah. someone said no. Just not everyone does everything, so move to the next. Person. Is there a specific area that caters to like fetishes? Like, is there an area where that's more likely? If you have something particularly strange or or out there, is there an area you can go to that would be more likely you would get your needs met, or There's you're just as likely? Area. No, yeah. you're just as likely to get it from anyone. Yeah, you maybe some have signs in the window. Oh, okay. SM. Or have oh, okay. a pair of handcuffs in the window, you know, that indicate that. Yeah. Um, ah. So yeah. last time I was here years ago, there was the blue light district, which was the transgender women. Mm. Is that there still? Well, that's sort of um, a myth, the, the blue light district. It is, because transgender women are women. Yeah. Mm. But there is an area where the transgender women who have not had a complete transition yet yeah yeah it can work and it's also for sort of protection when clients think that's a beautiful girl and she it turns out to have a penis that can yeah. be quite a shock to some yeah. guys so but they can make for for some clients it's sort of the best of both worlds yeah mm. so um 
some of these ladies wait with their final transition because they make they know that it, in this shape of body I can make lots of money and save for my yeah needs, yeah thank you Charlotte yeah it's been lovely to us. yeah it's thank been you so for fascinating. coming over and uh, asking about uh, the um, the fairy tale of Amsterdam being so liberated <laughs> because it's not like that anymore. <laughs> well, it's nice to hear it from someone who is actually here experiencing it because you can only get that. Um, you, you can't buy that anywhere. So by you talking to us, we're able to tell everyone else what it's all about. So we really do appreciate your time and the work that you do for, for people in Amsterdam. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.